Hello, and welcome to my Sober Militia podcast. Today's episode is called Core Belief Number 7, Nobody Will Like the Real Me. The core belief I want to talk about today is a little bit of an enigma in that it requires a certain amount of awareness already about who we are as a person. Somewhere along the way, we decided that people did not like who we are at our core and figured the only way to be liked was to not be ourselves. The reason I say enigma is that awareness is a big part of our recovery, and this core belief shows that we are, to some extent, aware, but that awareness is actually inhibiting our growth rather than adding to it. To unravel this enigma, we have to look at another core belief buried within the original core belief that nobody will like the real us. What is it about ourselves nobody likes? The easy answer is to do what my 10-year-old son likes to do when asked why he did something wrong. I don't know. Yes, you do. We all do. But it takes a little work sometimes, and it's not a fun type of work either. But until we figure out what characteristic we hold that we believe turns people off, we will most likely never get past the belief that people do not like the real us. Nobody will like me. I think the easiest way to approach this belief is to look at what we are projecting out into the world as the fake us while we are drinking, using, and engaging in whatever addictions that keep us from living our true lives. Once we acknowledge our fake selves, we can then look at who we have surrounded ourselves with that likes our fake selves. From there, we can determine whether or not we are the type of person we want to be and whether or not we have surrounded ourselves with the most supportive and healthy community for our growth. The fake me. The fake me comes into focus when we take into our body something that alters the way in which our body and mind normally work. This alteration comes in many forms, but some of the most visible is as follows. We are most often seen with glass, can, or bottle in hand, steadily feeding the mind-altering substance into our body. We protect that drink like it is the very essence of our lives. While drinking, we can often be observed speaking loudly and out of turn. We like to interrupt other people's conversations because the mind-altering substance has made us believe that everything we have to say is more important than anyone else's. Sometimes, in mid-sentence, we lose our train of thought and freeze like a deer in the headlights as we try to remember what the hell we were trying to say. If you are lucky... You will also be able to observe the slurred speech that comes along later in the evening after we have lost all semblance of mind-body control. This is generally followed by stumbling, swaying, or a general lack of ability to maintain a proper standing position on our own. In the best of circumstances, you will certainly witness our saying something we will regret, doing something that hurts ourselves or somebody else, or at the very least, breaking something. All of which meaning the entire night, we will feel bad about the next day, but we will tell no one we feel that way because we are certain that version of ourselves is better than the real us. My fake community. First of all, we do not really believe that is the person we think people will like more than the real us, but it is important to recognize the importance of thinking we believe such a thing. Whatever got us to that point It is easier to believe something as ridiculous as that than face the circumstances that led to the eventual decline of our self-worth. 
Who are the people who like that version of ourselves? They are people in the very same situation as we are. They have lost their true selves too and are hoping we like them in the same way. There is one definitive proof in the art of change. If we do not change our environment, we will not change our behaviors. While we may love the friendships we have built over the years, we also need to accept that not all friendships are beneficial to our growth, especially in sobriety. It is scary to think about rebuilding our community, but I assure you, there is a large community of people out there who will like the real version of ourselves better than the version we thought we had to project. The real you. What does the real you look like? If you have not yet begun your journey, it may be difficult to visualize what the real you look and feels like. It has probably been a very long time since you have been that person. Here is one way to try and visualize the real you. Take the scenario above of the fake you. Yours may be different, but you get the idea. Simply flip it and imagine the opposite. You are an aware individual who is part of a conversation with other aware people. You are articulate when you speak, and you are able to offer insight into the conversation. You are healthy and maintain a strong posture because you are confident and sure of yourself. You go home at a realistic hour and get a good night's sleep, so you are rested for the next day. You awake and feel no regrets, and even have some positive memories of the evening prior. When your friends see you the next day, they say hi, ask how you are doing, and truly care about your answer. You are a part of a caring and supportive community, and you are proud to be a member. The real you is a badass, and you are living your best life in a wonderful community. Today's core belief uh, didn't come from things I've been hearing out there in the uh, sober community or, uh, you know, in the blogs or um, uh, in the meetings or anything like that. Um, and I think there's for obvious reasons. I don't think this is something that people like to discuss um, because it doesn't feel good, right? We don't like the idea of thinking we don't like ourselves or that we don't believe people will like who we are. Um, but I think it is a big reality. Um, and I know for me it was. Um the, the idea of, you know, dealing with situations that I wasn't comfortable, I always felt like alcohol was the answer. And, you know, I would lean on that every single time, you know, going into a, a group of people I don't know or um, dealing with a situation I wasn't ready to deal with, um, whatever. Um, it was an easy, easy escape and always felt like the right answer. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, as we all know, we don't always project the, the uh, positive thing that we think we're putting out there. Um, and that's, you know, it's unfortunate, but it is uh, something I think more people deal with than just myself. And so I thought I'd write about it a little bit because um, if anybody is thinking that way, um, I think it's important to remember that, you know, this core belief comes from a, a pretty deep seated um, thing that we have, you know, built over years. Um, we, for some reason, at some point decided there was something about us that people didn't like. And uh, over time, we believe that, uh, to such an extent that we just thought we had to change who we were. Um, and alcohol was an easy way to do that. Um, so flipping this core belief is interesting because we have to really think about what brought that on, you know, and I think that's a difficult thing to admit or even find sometimes. Um, but regardless of how we do it or, you know, what that thing is, um, the bottom line is that we have to figure out why we thought that. Why did we think people wouldn't like us? 
Um, and then once we do that, we can then start to think about our community. And I think that's a really interesting part of this core belief because um, if we don't like who we are, then we put out a false version of ourselves. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me. And then we um, then begin to surround ourselves with a community that is somewhat false as well, right? Um, and that doesn't feel good because I know we have built a lot of friendships over the years that mean a lot to us. And even if those friendships are not the most healthy for us, it's not something we want to think about giving up. Um, but in you know recovery, we may have to acknowledge at some point that the people we do surround ourselves with may not be the most supportive, you know, uh, for us. Um, and that's not a fun reality either. But um, keep in mind that, you know, even though you may have to let go of those um, friendships a little or even just maybe, you know, back away from them a little, um, you will begin to develop some amazing friendships um, in the community that you are venturing into. Um, the sober community is amazing. I talked about it a little bit yesterday, and there's a lot of really um, supportive and caring people out there. And the beauty of it is that they all know that person they're talking to now is the real you and they're going to like the real you because they remember what it was like when they did that. Um, so be, be open about that and be open to it. It is, uh, it is a good community. And, uh, you know, hopefully some of the friends that you've had in the past will see the real you as well and, and like you too. Um, and that, you know, is the best case scenario and hopefully that'll happen for most of us. So uh, that was what I was writing about today. Just wanted to kind of touch base on this one. I know it's something that we don't talk about a lot, but something to consider. Um, thanks, everyone, for reading my blogs, listening to my podcasts. I appreciate your support very much. Um, don't forget to check out my website, xstopwriting.com. You can become a member there uh, where you can access some forums and some different things I'm doing for members only. Um, and you can also subscribe to the blog, which I'll give you some notifications whenever uh, I post. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I hope you all are doing wonderful. Have a great day. Be safe. Be healthy. Stay sober.